Bienvenidos a Arizona Azul, Arizona Uplift con Daniel Rodríguez y... Luisa Contreras. Y claro que tenemos un episodio para ustedes hoy muy especial porque pues ya mero es año nuevo y no vamos a hacer lo mismo que muchas personas hacen típicamente durante el año nuevo de que, ay, ¿qué, qué vas a hacer el próximo año? What resolutions do you have? All of that. Like, we're not going to do that today, right? <laughs> no, we're right. not. We're not going to do that. So welcome to Arizona Uplift, Uplift where we're not going to focus on the resolutions that we're not going to keep next year and we're not going to talk about the gym that we're going to go to for a week and then leave, uh, we're not gonna do that. Not gonna do that. All right, but what are we going to do today, Luisa? We are going to focus on, you know, the most uplifting stories, or in our opinion, that happened in Arizona, all over Arizona this year. Uh, we're also gonna focus on maybe some of the positive stories that will happen this upcoming year, 2022. Focus on uplifting our community and positivity. Yeah, we need a lot more positivity, to be honest, because I was one of those people that under, I mean, let's be honest, under Trump, I was watching the news constantly, <laughs> five times a day. I spent way too much time on the news and it really took effect on my mental health. So I'm like, I don't want to hear bad stories anymore. I want to you know, hear uplifting stories. I want to talk about good things. Not to say that we should ignore everything that's going on in the world, right. but like every now and then you need that good story. You need that positive vibe in order to kind of get through the rest, right? True. Very true. Um, so I would like to start this episode with uh, a really, really uh, honestly inspirational person um, ever since this podcast idea came up. You know, when you told me, I knew I wanted this person to come as a guest uh, to speak about the amazing change she's been making in our community. I live in Tempe. I've lived there for, I don't know, almost two decades now, <laughs> and I only wish I had found her group uh, sooner. But welcome, uh, Leah, Leah Bishop, moderator and administrator of um, Buy Nothing Group uh, on Facebook. Welcome. Hi, Maria. Thank you for having me. And I have <laughs> to say, I love the idea you guys have of having uplifting stories. I feel like it's something that we all need to have right now. So Aww. thanks for doing Absolutely. this episode. Thank you. Thank you. And, and there's nothing more uplifting than the word free. So, that, <laughs> so that's why I'm like super excited to learn more about yes, this. Really. For sure. Well, it's not just free, but you know, before we get to the free stuff, <laughs> uh, tell us more about, or tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with uh, BNG Group. Absolutely. So um, I also live in downtown Tempe, which is a great community all in itself to begin with. Um, a lot of community action, a lot of uh, people want to do good things local in their community to lift it up. Mm -hmm. um, so I came across the Brian, I think, group in Facebook probably about five years ago, and I was instantly intrigued. And um, I got in communication with the admins at the time and just began to see the potential in it, not just within things, but with resources. Um, I just kind of give a little background on what Buy Nothing Project is. It was created in 2014 by two women in Washington State. Um, Liesl Clark and Rebecca Rockefeller, and they wanted a way for their community to share in the abundance of resources. Because, I mean, when you think about it, we have in our community social programs, food banks, Salvation Army, like larger places you can send people to for resources. Right. But when you look within your own mm -hmm. local community, there's actually a lot there, a lot of abundance that can be shared among um, each other with your neighbors. Right. So... Okay. But, uh, but so it's free stuff. That's what <laughs> yeah, it is. No. It's, it's Facebook groups <laughs> with free stuff. 
Absolutely. On the surface, it is free stuff. So um, each community, and we have about 50 right now in the greater Phoenix area, and it's also worldwide. So every state, every country has buy nothing uh, groups now, but um, they're hyper local. So you have to live within your community to join your group. And then within those groups, um, mm -hmm. you share. And it's more than just stuff. Um, it is a gifting economy, but we also share, um, we'll share resources, we'll share um, projects, gift gifting. Yeah. So gift like, of time. Yeah. yeah gift of time. So like, for example, I'll see people like, I need help organizing my house. Can someone please help me? Or can someone run to the grocery store? Can someone pick up my medication? Um, and what happens is you, your community, your local neighborhood develops a sense of bonding and a mm -hmm. sense of understanding togetherness. Um, and you, uh, you get this trust. Um, within each other so it's a lot more than just the free stuff but what happens when i mean i live in the west valley yes and i feel like <laughs> in my hyper local community i'm gonna find plenty of people to like help me do yard work but very few tax repairs so like right. what do, uh, can i like, jump into another community to get some of that time nope so the main main goal of buy nothing is give where you live right it's building that community it's coming together knowing your neighbors knowing what's available to you immediately because like I alluded to before, you can, there's bigger resources we can, you can refer people to that are out there to support you. Um, but when you're within your own community, that's something special and that's something that um, you can rely on and that it's an immediate, um, something you can rely on immediately to support you. Yeah. There's so many people that I know that posts on there, for example, in our Tempe group, you know, they're so sad to leave just because of all the amazing friendships yes. that have been created just I mean, from a post you become, you know, you go from being a stranger to almost being family. Like that's how so many uh, posts have been on there. It's just like heartwarming to see. Wonderful. I've developed some of the most best friendships um, within this group, people that um, I've known for years now that have just become like family to me. Um, and then within our group, we've even developed different little programs that kind of go beyond yes. just that we have. So like the bin clothing program, mm -hmm. where we have just rotating bins of clothes. We also have books and crafts and all sorts of wonderful things. Um, we have a skill share. So if you have a skill, um, photography, I don't know, maybe you're a notary woodworking. Can you sew? Like, mm -hmm. you know, people list that. And if you need something like that, it's a quick resource to go to say, hey, can you help me with this? Um, right. And we have a, a tool share as well. So tool we, share. We That's drill. amazing. <laughs> yeah, yes. you need a saw. Like look need no a ladder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you. it's so quick. Like you think when you need something, like where can I go? And it's just a quick place to go. It's, and you borrow it. it and yeah, and you don't have to go very far. I mean, some people here share, other people here sell. So like... I get it. It's free stuff and uh, mm -hmm. more than stuff, free, a, a lot of resources that people can get essentially for free. Mm -hmm. What's going to prevent somebody from just going to these homes, getting a whole bunch of free stuff and then selling it? Because I'm assuming the purpose is to share and not to sell. You're absolutely right. Um, we And selling is not um, against the rules as long as you're transparent. So one thing we ask in the buy nothing groups is be transparent. Um, if you want something to sell perfectly fine. Just let um, that person know that's your intention. But to be honest with you, I never see that. Like, mm. I would say, I don't know if Maria, if you've ever even no. seen that issue come up. Because again, what's happening is you're getting to know your neighbors. Um, it's a uh, tight knit community. So the intention becomes about supporting each other, helping each other. And that overrides right. that, you know, that thought of, oh, I just want to make money. That honestly just doesn't even exist, especially not in my group. Not that it's not unheard of, um, but it's just that community just, eliminates that one well, and you call it hyper community um mm -hmm. a really hyper local. Uh, hyper local hyper local community and i think another way is just sort of 
knowing who your neighbors are, yes. right? Like knowing who your neighbors are, which I think it's important, like in a lot of contexts, because nowadays, for example, we feel so disconnected from people yeah. that we hear stories about certain people that are meant to create fear or division. And at the end of the day, we just kind of all knew our neighbors. A lot of these fears that people have about diversity, a lot of fears that people have about change. It's like, well, there will be less fear because you know your neighbors and you know who people are. Whereas right. if you don't, then, you know, that's when you start worrying. It is Absolutely. a great way to get to you know your neighbors. Uh, I mean, a lot of the posts, either from the uh, pro provider of the service, uh, the, you see them very often. Uh, to whether the other person who's receiving the service, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you are, uh, I got a, a bunk beds for my boys. Actually, I still use them. And that just motivated like, okay, what can I give? And I think that's something that's, it, it creates that. It creates like the, the pay it forward, right? Um, but it just, uh, it motivates you. It really does motivate you. Like going to your closet, like, what can I give? Like, what am I not using? What, uh, services, what time can I offer? Like, uh, there's people, so many people that foster cats and dogs and they ask for like puppy pads. Like I have dogs, right? I'm like, Oh, I can spare a few puppy pads. Like it just motivates to give and to build community without even realizing it. Honestly, do you think that that sense of community is, is because I, you know, when I learned about this, I honestly just learned about it today and I started joining groups. And one of the things that I remember is that it, I was being asked questions about, are you a member of other groups? Mm -hmm. Where do you actually live? Because you want it to be local people. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I think that what makes this different is that it's not just here's some free stuff. It's not going to Craigslist to the free section. It's not going to the marketplace to the free section. It's you have to be part of a community to, it, so it's that sense of community that I, for me, I feel it's very, makes this project very different uh, because you are, you do feel like you're, you just amongst that neighborhood, amongst that community and yes, you're sharing resources. Absolutely. And that's yeah. exactly what drives it. And it just grows and grows. Um, and then there is a point where we reach a certain size and actually our group is there to where we're going to sprout. And so we'll be even more hyper-local because what happens is once you get beyond like so many people, it kind of becomes more uh, impersonal. So we always right. want to keep that feeling. So um, we've already sprouted once about two years ago. And so we're probably going to look at doing that again going into next year. But it's great because it just means there's so many people getting involved. Um, and we just want to make sure and keep that close neighborly connection going. How do you pick uh, somebody to help you, like a, another moderator? Um, so I have three other admins and they're all wonderful um, that support me and just in my group. And um, normally they actually come to me. I'll have people say, I love this so much. I believe in this so much. How can I help? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, now raise yourself. It's a lot of work, but it's so, so rewarding. Um, so honestly, I haven't ever really had to go out and ask anyone to help it's just people Aww. that are part of it and they're like i really want to help out with this i'm like absolutely i love it I, yeah i feel like it's a great feeling i also feel like when do you think that the government's going to mess up something good <laughs> because i feel like so, every <laughs> the beauty of it is the government's not involved we don't need the government and that's what um i like people to see in is this is something you can affect directly you don't need to wait on the government or you know people get so frustrated with our government i mean i certainly am like what, what can we do? Well, in your local community, you really can make a difference. And also, this is proof. Absolutely. And also for people that proclaim to come from communities that are about resources and giving. Like, I, I, I grew up Catholic and I'm a Christian now. And a lot of things that I hear, for, you know, in the news is specifically when people are giving commentary about, for example, of issues, issues of immigration or issues of uh, public benefits. It's always to put down communities and why they shouldn't get those resources. Um, and a lot of these individuals are self-proclaimed Christians, 
Christians, right? So for me, it's like, well, how do you, how do you oppose public programs, but are not being proactive in helping your neighborhood? So you actually practice what you're supposed to be, you know, practicing. Um, and so I think that it, it's, it, for me, it's also an outlet for people that if you are really those people that don't like the government to be involved, that don't like public benefits and how much money we spend on X, well, guess what? Get involved, give back. And maybe we wouldn't have government to, you know, have to give those services for benefits. 100%. And I think one of the differences, like, sometimes people ask me, well, what's the difference between, like, Bidenton groups and charities or other things that support the community? And I say one of the big differences um, is charities and government-run programs are sort of run, like, for lack of a better term, kind of a rich to the poor. People just giving, you know, mm. to the, and considered, like, to the poor communities. But in a Bidenton group, it's very equitable. It's people giving to each other. Right. So it balances that giving out. So you don't feel like it's a charity. You don't feel like someone's just giving you something. Um, so I think that's just a wonderful change to what we're, than what we're used to doing. Yeah. When we think of helping. No, it's, it's really amazing. And, um, I thank you not only, you know, for having me part of being that, that community, but for everyone, uh, for everybody's stories, uh, that I've seen on there is just, so heartfelt. Uh, it's an amazing thing. I know it's it's hard, especially staying consistent with that, you know. Uh, so thank you again for for being here. Thank you for doing everything that you do for our community. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it so much. I haven't been accepted to a Tempe group, maybe because I live in Phoenix. <laughs> you don't live in Tempe. But you know, putting yeah. in good work for me. Yeah, putting in good work for me. I could be part of hey, multiple You know what? You actually did get a benefit, though, from, from the Tempe group uh, because I posted on there like, hey, who wants, uh, you know, some free furniture or office furniture? And That's guess what? That's how you got rid of it. That's right? how I got rid of it. You're welcome. It's also a good way to get rid of things you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> guess who cleaned out your uh, last office? Thank you, Tempe. <laughs> buy yes. nothing group yes awesome <laughs> thank you again right, thanks thank guys you. have a good and appreciate it thanks happy new year <laughs> i know it's more than free stuff but it really what gets me it's the free i know it does but it's so much more it's like i i promise you it's just people out there uh asking for you know a meal they said they 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 don't have their next meal and it's like you have 20 people respond not one person honey 20 people respond let me take you this let me take you that and like you know like uh, it's just amazing and i get about you know keeping the economy going but in terms of what people actually need that they can't afford to get like we should have more of this and we have so yeah. much waste i know that some cities for example especially under covid where cities started to implement new laws and local ordinance requiring for example restaurants to give their food away that they usually would throw away right and it's like there's so much that we can do to help each other on basic needs yeah you know let alone just more more than more than just basic needs there's more than that but i think it's a really good way and and i did an join the phoenix one and the Maryville. i was when you said i joined multiple groups i'm like you i don't know if you saw me i was like that <laughs> i know you're not supposed to do no. that i did it because <laughs> i wanted to conduct research for this yeah. podcast <laughs> Find out about the communities. So. Well, well, research, <laughs> research. <laughs> no, I, I only got accepted to one. <laughs> the proper one? Yeah. Where were you living? So. All right. So we have a couple of guests today as well. Anthony and Francis, come on over. Yes. Our really amazing our, friends. Our New Year program and our New Year episode. And we wanted to keep it fun. Keep it fun, of course. Um, and, and not talk about the whole resolution, but talk about <laughs> things that... <laughs> Yeah, don't forget your drink and your coffee. What do I <laughs> drink, by the way? Um, what are we, we're not there yet. We're not there yet? Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs>
Okay, well, we could be there. You know what? We're I'm there. always with the drink. Let's see. <laughs> Our drink of the day. It is a classic margarita. Uh, why? Because you know what? It's economical. It's delicious, and it's tequila. You can't go. <laughs> Truly iconic. The classic. Truly I- the classic margarita. <laughs> you know what? We're like. Okay, so the whole thing was, um, what's like the greatest drink? What's the best drink of 2021? Like, there's so many favorites out there. I, I would have said AMF, but you know, that's biased opinion. <laughs> uh, but it is, you know what? <laughs> well, I think about it this what are the ingredients of a margarita? Tequila? What else? Margarita mix? Margarita mix. <laughs> the one that you buy from Safeway. The, the way, no, Margarita mix. <laughs> Safeway. And where did you get this tequila? What tequila is it? What the... Oh. Uh, well, it, it can be any tequila. It can be... Your tequila. <laughs> We're looking for po- sponsors. Sure. It can be your tequila out it there. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. On the uh, bottle. Oh my gosh, here we go. You know, just sponsors. Well, I think <laughs> tequila, was one of, <laughs> tequila was one of the most purchased alcoholic beverages of 2021. It was. Yeah. Yep. Worldwide, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, buy from, oh, was it, and I would say local vendors, but buy, um, buy from like Mexican, <laughs> Mexican creators, please. Don't go out there and buy the... Um, what is it? The stars, the celebrity tequilas, please. Oh, uh, that's what I was trying to. But, but say. part of that, I think you're right. I think it's it's sort of tequila from regions that have traditionally like sort of yes, per, you know, yeah. I, I think who, who's the latest one that had the tequila? Was it Antonio Banderas that had a tequila? Really? George Clooney came oh, out with. Was I know tequila? who this. Now that I know this. Um, mm-hmm. Kendall, Kendall Jenner. Everybody's Kendall. trying to come up with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The drink. It's you know somebody started. Everybody. Just yeah. does it. You know? I think The Rock like, has one. I don't mind trying The, the Rock, Rock, but I will never buy Celebrity. If anybody out there has some, though, let me know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if you're looking for local places to get tequila, ask Luisa, that's for sure. <laughs> the, uh, I, mean, I will tell you, The Rock's tequila, Terramana, delicious. I yeah. have had it. Yeah. Oh, I knew it. I, what, I where does it come from? Uh, I don't know. what It has the village in... in it is from Guadalajara. So, oh, yeah. like, he does get it, get it there. Um, I'm sorry, Jalisco, not Guadalajara. It comes from Jalisco, but I'm not sure exactly which pueblito has it on the bottle. Okay. See? So I'm still not going to buy it, but uh-huh. if it's, anybody out there again. So, um, Daniel, <laughs> Happy New Year to me. You know where to get those. Happy New Year. Thank you. <laughs> oh, where's your drink? Oh, I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody thirsty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I need to refill myself. Oh, you can step up. <laughs> I am pre-gaming here for the year. All right, so then 2021. <laughs> First of all, before we get into like the positive things, can we just talk about one not so positive thing, please? Not so positive. Yeah. I knew you were in it. I well, knew it. I knew hold it. Hold on, we cannot. We cannot end 2021 without saying first, fuck you to it, and two. Why, Betty? Oh, why? I knew it. Oh, I my told gosh. you not to bring that up. Oh, no. One day. Oh, no. I told you not to bring I it up. I found out this afternoon when my dad told me. Why? why? Yeah, Albert was shocked. Oh, my God. Why? Why? She was the best golden girl. The she best, was, you're the best whole ever. Can of we're not. Yes. We're not. We're not going to go there. No, we're not going to go there because, you know. <laughs> we know that she <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was one of my oh. favorites, and, and I mean, really, twenty twenty one couldn't end. She was without like, killing Betty White, really, like two one weeks, more day, two weeks from being a hundred years old. That, yeah, I know. And That's and crazy. my my dad actually said that uh, Betty was like looking forward to 
to her hundredth hundredth uh, birthday. No, see now, gonna <sighs> make me cry. Oh. All right, let's go back ah, to the cheers. uplift. Oh, cheers. 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 cheers to Betty White. And then the next episode, we're gonna t- talk about Lucy. Anthony, Ball take a shot. I, uh, <laughs> oh, the new documentary for Lucille. For Betty. Yeah, for I Love Lucy. Um, Is no. that the one in um in Prime? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next. But yeah, Betty White. May you rest in peace. In power. In power. Yes. We're going to miss you. We're going to still watch every show that you have. So don't worry. Remember in the the episode of the Golden Girls where she always used to like give an example about her hometown and it was like the most like... Every episode? (laughs) (laughs) Remember Um, like she used to give like an example. I remember. What was the name of her town? I don't know. Some country. Yeah, she always used to say the most random things about her little town. And it was like... (laughs) Some country. Like yeah. some weird party or weird competition within the town. <laughs> Wait, what? She was, she was, or like her lovers when she was like a teenager. But I mean, mm-hmm. like when it comes to like a ninety-nine-year-old, you know, and she was more than an actress, but like 99-year-old actress. The fact that I don't remember, and obviously I'm younger than her, but I don't remember a time when people didn't like Betty White. No. Like I feel like she was just loved since she came on the screen, and you're right. She was, mm-hmm. she was. So here's to her. I'm no. sad. I'm so sad. <laughs> no. Sorry, no, Luisa. Get to the, What's to the, the intention? <laughs> okay. So focusing on uplift. That's right. <laughs> All right. So uh, something for me that, and I actually brought it up on our first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the Arizona Promise Program. So a little bit more details came about, but I, that's something, again, amazing. I've said it before. Um, it's, it's a change. It's going to be a positive change for our economy in Arizona overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those of you who didn't, uh, watch our first episode, go watch it. <laughs> um, but it is a promise program that provides financial assistance for students, um, whose federal and Pell grants don't cover like all of the fees. So it's, it's pretty much you're getting paid to go to school. Like, some of the requirements for it you have to be in Arizona resident so I know that's something that we weren't sure about uh, in our first episode if it was like you have to be a citizen or not you have to be an uh, Arizona resident uh, graduate from Arizona high school with a minimum GPA of 2.5 um, mm-hmm. and then complete the, fra- uh, the FAFSA so let's see here it says qualify for federal yeah so it's just honestly it just go to school you know, get a good GPA. It doesn't have to be amazing. 2.5. We all can do it. Come on, guys. Push yourselves mm-hmm. and uh, apply for the FAFSA. And then I believe every year you have to just renew the FAFSA. And mm-hmm. just for clarification, just because as you guys know, I grew up undocumented in this country. And for many years, I had to pay out-of-state tuition because I was undocumented. Um, and I so I looked into this program. And from what I gather, you also, you have to qualify to apply for the FAFSA every year in order uh-huh. to qualify for the for the scholarship. Okay. So it looks like undocumented students will not be able to apply for this. Um, but just this no. is a reminder that we need to continue to open up the doors of education for every Arizona student, regardless of their immigration status. Right, right. Um, and you I, really have to be a graduate of of a high school graduate here in Arizona, right? I mean, there's no other um, option for that. No, but you know what? They have similar things in California, and and really, they should, every state should have automatic scholarships for people that for students that graduate from their high schools. Mm-hmm. It's like an investment to their state. Right, right. So I mean, that it's good that we're doing this now. Definitely an uplifting moment. We need to do a lot more. Yeah. Imagine if this is like the first state, and and I mean, I'm sure there's more. Are we the first state to offer something like this? 
No, no, no. California has had similar programs for individuals yeah. attending California <laughs> high schools to go to college. Uh, yeah, even in, in, even in California. Yeah, even in New York, they do have uh, this program where um, you are given an opportunity to to uh, finish a four year uh, program, a bachelor's program, and then you just have to work for the for the state for a couple of years. But they oh, will wow. pay for your tuition fee yeah. because uh, one of uh, my my cousin's wife studied at NYU dentistry, going through that program. And I think that the GPA is definitely realistic, you know, for people that, for students that really want to go to college, because now they have an option, you know, and before you could have been the smartest kid, but you know that if you don't qualify, for example, for yeah. me, if you don't qualify for a scholarship for whatever reason, or you don't have the money, it's like, how do you get to college? Because how did, how did most of us go to college or did you guys con continue your high school after that? I was very dependent on FAPSA. So yeah. I, FAPSA, I scholarships. Oh, yeah. It does motivate you. Have to be willing to actually put in, you know, the work and effort. Because mm -hmm. like there are scholarships out there. It's just that if people aren't, people don't have the will, then it's just yeah. Those yeah and also i mean in community colleges now uh if you're trying to get scholarships um the the, the advisors actually send you the link of all the scholarships for the whole state of arizona so you have an option all you need to do is click to it and then see what what uh what which one of them actually applies to you so yeah and there's hundreds of thousands of dollars that mm -hmm. go unclaimed every year just because i feel like they don't know that it's out there you know they don't it's not <sighs> Your perception when it comes to people and finishing your education, yeah. specifically college. I feel like it's, as far as I've been, you know, where it's meant to make people feel overwhelmed. And mm -hmm. I don't really like that. I mean, yes, it's definitely something that you have to overcome and strive for, but yeah. I just feel like a lot of people have just like a negative perception of what it means to like finish or attempt to finish like a a college course you know? yeah you know something that i read recently too um which is like college it really isn't for everyone like mm -hmm. uh but and that's okay too i know it, it is and the fact that there's not enough people going into trade schools like mm -hmm. not um what was it i i feel like like an electrician for example um like for every three or five uh electricians like retiring there's one mm. one going into the job field mm -hmm. so can you imagine like not having those people. <laughs> well, I can imagine not being one of those people and it sucks because it's like I have multiple degrees. I made the dean's list in both, you know, my undergrad and my law school, but I cannot change the oil in the car for shit. <laughs> like, you know? No, no, no. Why that's does true. the diploma why do diplomas matter when what we need is more people that can do more trade, you know? Yeah. Oh man. That could be a whole other episode, but, but yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Uh second, our second um positive story that happened and you keep changing it from when i have it <laughs> it's there uh this was was actually surprising that it was like like a positive like i i, I felt like personally it should already been done you know like mm -hmm. it shouldn't be a positive story out there but it says more arizona city leaders acting to protect lgbtq people mm. um i mean why isn't it already happening no. I mean, I think it's already happening. It's just that they're not very vocal about it. Well, it's not like legal, like not like, I guess, legally saying you can't discriminate. Like there's not a law, I guess. Well, and there, there's definitely more local ordinances now. And I think that that's, mm -hmm. that's what happened this year. Like 
the city of Glanville in May unanimously approved an ordinance that prohibits discrimination in public spaces, housing, mm -hmm. workplaces. Um, right. it, that includes discrimination based on uh, on 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 that being part of the LGBT community. So like sex discrimination, identity discrimination, all of that. So those local laws are what we need. And sometimes I feel like we have more vocal support than we actually have laws in the books. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. So Glendale started, and I believe Mesa and then Scottsdale mm -hmm. followed suit early this March. Yeah. So. Even, even, um, even corporate companies now, like where I work at right now, um, they do have like special organizations for the LGBT community that has like actual policies to protect the LGBT community in, in, in our company. So I think it's, it's, it started from something. I mean, it's, it's still a positive change for 2021 because at least we're progressing. We're not regressing yeah. from it. You know, I mean, just imagine if, you know, Trump was still sitting and be like, okay, let's take back everything that we gave the LGBT community. That's going to be like worse than ever, you know? I have a theory that it's discrimination because they don't want competition. I think straight people are scared of gay people. <laughs> you know, you know I, okay, look, let's just put it out there. Like, I mean, that's not, one way to put it. There's more straight people in the professional world than gay people, but for the amount of gay mm. people that there is compared to the straight people, I feel like a lot of there's like a lot more professional success and people that are driven and people that work hard within groups that are tend to be discriminated. And so it's not just LGBT, just the LGBT community, but like when you look at women, like women, I'm, I'm a small business owner. I own my, my firm and I'm an attorney and women, I can say in my experience, have been the hardest worker in my firms, the hardest workers. So I think that it, there's also, I feel a sense of like, patriarchy and discrimination that comes from not wanting to compete with other groups that because they weren't given everything are used mm -hmm. to working really hard and when yeah. you have to work next yes. to someone that has to work really hard their entire life just to be next to you you're not going to look well <laughs> yeah. I, I just think when you're in that majority because you don't have to work hard i feel like when, you, when you're in that minority group you always have to prove something to people that you are as good as the majority so I think that's where it's coming from. Like when women and the LGBT community, when they work, they really work hard and, you know, just to get to where they want to be. So mm -hmm. that's great. That's but it's a positive change and I mm -hmm. hope it just keeps going. It's going to keep going. I, I feel like it because we already have LGBT leaders like in the government and in, in the. In we, our I guess I should that, say so. it's long overdue. Yeah, but still for a lot more than just the LGBT, <laughs> but for a lot of groups of people. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Very true. And third on our list, uh, I actually saw this on social media. I want to say a couple of years back, and I just never realized that it happened there in, in Arizona, uh, in Mesa, I believe. Um, but uh, the title, for instance, for the article I read, it says a texting mix up sparked a thanksgiving dinner tradition that continues this year uh did anybody hear about that no this is this is my first really <laughs> what is this yeah. oh, it's, oh no <laughs> it's okay. okay please explain thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you no no so okay long story short um this kid was uh sending a text um no was it him her you know her what? her you you know what you go <laughs> <laughs> so okay so i know this story because it is local and also because of netflix and i'll come back yeah. to that so this <laughs> woman named wanda dench um she sent this kid named jamal hinton a text inviting him for dinner for thanksgiving oh. a few years back in 2016 actually 
And obviously she sent it by mistake or else this wouldn't be a story. But the point is that he <laughs> responded. And is this like older white woman texting this kid, this younger black kid, hey, come over for dinner. So imagine me like a little, little like younger black kid and getting this text message and then figuring out who it is. I'm like, okay, why am I getting this text message? Yeah. And then so he was like, okay, I'm going to send a picture of myself. Uh, so this woman knows who I am. <laughs> and he sent a picture to her back saying, I think you got the wrong number. And essentially... She she left the invitation open and she said, oh, "Okay, I apologize, but you know you can still come if you want." So come and he through. actually went. No oh, oh, for wow. one, two, three, four, five years now they've done this tradition of of them doing Thanksgiving together, and they always try to include other individuals, other individuals in, in that not. dinner. Yeah, yeah so, I saw a Twitter post he posted back like in 2016. He's like, "Somebody's grandma came through." <laughs> but how do they do that? Did they just pick random numbers? We're like, "I'm gonna put a set." instead of an eight on this number no i don't think she did it on purpose i think she actually meant to text somebody yeah, else she meant to text somebody else uh-huh. when what what i think is also like sad about this is that when she texted him her husband i believe was still alive oh, and they yeah. always used to have thanksgiving together mm-hmm. and her husband passed away since then and uh, so this transition of having Jamal also be part of her tradition, I think uh-huh. that it has also helped her a lot mm-hmm. cope with that and also you know, not feel lonely during during yeah. Thanksgiving. During know? the holidays. Yeah. I think the holiday season is one of the times or worst times that they people in general feel like lonely. Especially anyway. now because of the pandemic. Um, in my experience uh, with patients that we take into the clinic, I've had on more than one occasion where a patient has lost a family member and it's been consecutive. Uh-huh. So, um, and not only just the patients, but staff alone, like people have lost mothers, like sisters, fathers, yeah. like a month, month, like mm-hmm. separate from each other. And it's crazy. Yeah. So that's why like, I like how she kept that tradition because some people, they don't have the choice of like biological family, right. you know? So mm-hmm. like, I mean, you can always choose your family as well. Yeah. yeah i mean true. and i'm sure they had like very different backgrounds you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. she didn't care for a moment she's like she literally and invited a stranger <laughs> well i mean but yeah. the thing i mean being a woman you know and inviting a, a total stranger like there was yeah. no bias i think there was just a, a pure heart there mm-hmm. a pure intention like come for dinner and you know? the context of this local story i mean like we're coming in coming from like an era of like discrimination fear and right. segregation basically when also her husband died of covid exactly Aww. so like mm-hmm. all like the like hot topics of the year can all be like exemplified in this story it's like uh-huh. first of all the pandemic but then like we the like the main two like um groups of people i feel have been like in the news lately have been you know either minorities such as african americans blacks um you know asian americans and then it seems like the media wants to oppose them against like all these you know white people mm-hmm. when, the right. yeah uh-huh. but like this story is like a true example like it's not it, it doesn't have to be that way and it started in 2016 right. which mm-hmm. was also the year that Trump, Trump. Became oh, president. you were gonna say it. Oh, so then, I like, knew the it. Story <laughs> oh, originated during Trump. the year that one of the most divisive presidents that we've had in, in racial lines and political lines in in decades. Like it, it, it does 
this story of these two individuals, I think, does include a lot of what we as a society have lived through in the last five years, mm -hmm. which is probably why Netflix <laughs> is going to create a movie about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's the, the name of the movie is called The Thanksgiving Text. So mm -hmm. when it comes out, go support it because yes. it's an yeah. awesome story. And um, by go, I mean your couch. Well, yeah. yeah. Go support it by watching I mean, it. you just have to log into Netflix. So it's that easy. So it's go watch it. It's definitely a good example of how things could be. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think it's, yeah. yeah. I never thought about that story yeah. that way in terms of how it connects with everything. Yeah. And it's that it started circle. in 2016. Yeah, exactly. It is a full circle. And you see that, you know, kindness doesn't have any label. Right. Being kind mm. and being loving is, doesn't have anything. And it goes Aww. back to like, um, the, um, your, <laughs> Leah's group, right? Yeah. It's like, um, it's just about the community. Yeah. You know? Period. That's just a community. Period. 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 All right. Moving on to our top three things to look forward in 2022. Hmm. Daniel? Um. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I need a, I need a here okay, here we go. We need no, some they, more tea. I was trying not to talk politics in this episode. We can't help uh, it. He can't help it. Okay, I he's, cannot help it. He's just but one like of the things that. that I'm really looking forward to is a whole bunch of people going to jail. Oh and my this God. is why. This is why. <laughs> even though it's a New Year episode, we are about six days away or less from <laughs> the one year anniversary of one of the of of the most awful attacks that we've had in this country a domestic terrorist attack mm -hmm. and 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 that is the january 6th insurrection like we cannot forget we cannot forget amongst what's going on with covid as positive as we want to be we can be positive about this but we cannot forget that a group of people supported by a political party in the republican party attacked our government not just physically uh by rushing in and, and violently into the capital where people died including security guards that left families behind not because you have a difference in, in opinion not because they were republican they died because they were murdered and 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 for me i am looking forward to 2022 and seeing a biden administration get some balls and defend this country like you know they're always explaining and telling us to do to defend this country and so i'm looking forward to a lot of these individuals going to jail 700 insurrectionists 700 people that participated in that insurrection have already been charged by the federal federal government uh under conspiracy charges under different charges and so that's fine i want to see more of them but i also want to see the people in power that caused this to happen mm -hmm. trump Paul Golsar in the state of Arizona, who was part of, of, of organizing this event. Oh, wow. I want to see the big people go down because if they don't go down, if there's no justice on this issue, which should, it shouldn't matter whether you're Republican or Democrat, if people don't see that there's justice when we are get attacked, mm -hmm. then you know nothing's gonna happen. People are gonna lose faith. Um, Very true. Yeah, it's true. I, I, what, what, why is it taking this long? I mean, why is it taking one full year to actually make a, you know, get all these people? If we have all this technology to just grab these people, if we have, because from 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 how from what I how I understood this, there's footage of everything that happened. The faces of these people are in the names already out there. Why is it not being processed as quick as it should be? Well, I think the the, the seven hundred people that they that were already charged. They're sort of just common people, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, let me back up. I don't want to say just common people because remember, and this is another like thing that I tell individuals. 
these are not just random racist rednecks you know that's why a lot of people think oh it's just random racist rednecks it's not a lot of them no the individuals that are attacked our capital are not just random nobodies mm -hmm. they were doctors they were policemen they were women veterans there were people that you would see in, in, in society and say, oh, that person is successful. That person went to college. Right. That person is not fucking crazy. Well, guess what? They are. They're fucking crazy. <laughs> they're fucking racist. Oh and, and they're out there. And, and but the thing is, it's important to say because I think that there, there's yeah. a lot of people that believe that it's only a small group of crazies doing this. It's not a small group of crazies. It's people that have money, people that have an education, but that they just fucking hate you it's and that they're willing to neighbor. go and attack the capital because they don't want you to have power. Okay. That's what it is. Hey. Anyways, I'm looking forward. Mind I was drop. like, I'm well, looking forward to drop that mic drop, mic drop. <laughs> you should do the mic drop like in live. Like, <laughs> I don't think Daniel would appreciate that. <laughs> so, sorry, no, boss. Sorry, boss. So, is that all that you have on your mind? That's all. <laughs> what the fuck is that? You got me this morning. Thirty minutes without talking about politics. Where's yeah. his refill? That's why I'm doing. Oh, actually, uh, one of our viewers requested shots for Daniel and Anthony. Okay, viewer. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. I thank love you. That. Whoever requested that, they can make Who, requests. I mean, whoever requested that, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. She's still watching too. Here you go. One baby shot. Hey, that was a baby yeah. shot already. All right, give me your. Where's your cup, Anthony? It's all the way over there. I'll get it. I'll take I want to see this commenter. I don't believe you. I think it's. It's right there in front of you. You <laughs> can also crazy. text her. Just it's stop, your sister. Stop complaining. It's, it's New Year's. You should be drinking. Oh <laughs> my god. It's a tiny one. Si, si te tienen que rogar tanto. Te digo, así funciona. You know what? Everybody join. Everyone joins. Oh shot, our first shot of the night for the New Year's Eve special. Yep. yep. For Betty. Yep. For Betty. For Betty. Aww. Aww. Also, future sponsor, it could be you. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> for, our, for, for our next All episode. Right. Salud. Salud. To friendship. Yes. To love. To Betty White. <laughs> to Betty White and health for to the next boosted, year. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's never fun. You're welcome. <laughs> That is never, not, the initially it's not fun. <laughs> it really is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, where were we? Okay. Are we on number two? So that was <clears> one <throat> thing that I'm looking forward to in For like a whole three. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we just like took over the whole segment. <laughs> That's what it's all about though, on <laughs> Daniel's podcast. I'm, I'm passionate <laughs> about racists and going to jail. <laughs> As you should be. Yeah, I'm not passionate about me going to jail. I'm passionate about racists going to jail. You know, no, I love that. I, I love that passion. Um, not only that you're passionate, but you're able to communicate that passion yeah. in a way where people can understand it and can follow like yeah. i'm the worst storyteller yeah uh hansel was like you know what you just tell the story already <laughs> well and you know where it comes from it, i'm pissed off i'm pissed off because as an immigrant i've heard all my life that i'm not american enough i've heard all my life that this is a great country and we should respect laws and i've seen friends of mine get deported and have their life changed because they made a left fucking turn. Yeah. Yep. And when I see these racist motherfuckers on TV attacking our capital and everything that as an immigrant I'm told this country stands for mm -hmm. and they go and walk free. Yeah. That pisses me off because, I mean, it's hypocritical. It's very right. hypocritical. Right. 
Well, where I was going with that is I was trying to pay you a compliment because <laughs> yeah, it's actually a compliment. So no, let's, you know, no, let's, actually, that's, no, let's my, stop talking about this because this is gonna go on and on and on until no, later. no. Well, to finish my compliment, my surrogate actually, uh, she really enjoys the podcast. Um, and I was like, yeah, I know there's a lot of political stuff. She's like, no, actually, I enjoyed it. I'm like, what? So you, I'm not your favorite on the podcast? <laughs> no, oh, well, I know, right? There's something for everyone. No, yeah. I know. But she said that you, like, when you approach politics, you approach it from a way where most people can understand it. Yeah. And that was the goal, right? That was one of your goals for yeah. this podcast. So awesome job, Danny. Yeah, thank you. Great job. No, See? Like you head into the new you know you, 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 yes. you did a great job in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um this one's exciting too. Full vaccine eligibility for all ages gets closer. Um so let me go to my little snippet of that. <laughs> um <clears throat> which by the way, like as of now. 8.7 billion people have gotten their COVID vaccines all over the US, all over the world. The, the world, world, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm like, so, I don't think there's enough. I mean, that in and of itself, it's already like a a big sort of positive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to more people getting their vaccines, like right. children, which are not eligible depending on the age, mm-hmm. and also getting boosted. Like, people need to get boosted. Boosters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't it like four? I mean, last I heard, I haven't researched this recently, but it was like 4.6 million here in Arizona. Yeah. If not more, maybe by yeah. now. I think it's important that, that you know, that, I mean, if, if you don't want to get vaccinated, then, then follow the CDC protocols and guidelines. If you, it, it's just my thing because, <laughs> like, at my work, when the, when they mandated like getting a vaccine, a lot of people quit. Just like quit. Like, I don't get quit, that. Quit. And and I understand where they're coming from. Like they have certain issues or certain um health conditions that they really cannot get the vaccine. But my my thing is like, and this is like to all the Arizona residents. Like, hello, I love you guys. But um, my check. I mean, like, I I just want to let you know. Like, if you don't want to get the vaccine, then follow follow the the guidelines. Wear a mask. Do you know? Do the six feet. You know, away from each other. That just do it. But if you if you want to get the vaccine and be off the mask, that's good too. I mean, I would want to travel soon. You know what I'm saying? Well, talking about things that piss me off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. that should be a segment. What pisses me off? No, no, it should be a segment though. What pisses me off? Well, let me yeah. tell you what pisses me off. That's gonna be for your next episode. Thank topic. you very much. <laughs> about this topic, that is like. Where okay. are we on time? Because well, this list is long. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just this one. Just give me this one. Like, okay, this one. I grew up with a lot of people in my family that did roofing and tile, right? Right, Danny. Yep. Right, uh, Danny, wonderful. like, uh, Danny and I were, got, were very close to being roofers. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I was. I did it for seven years. Huh? I did it for seven he years. Did it, I, I feel like I should do it now. I'm like, somebody should have told me, you know. To just you will not survive. Thing. I mean, no, I, I, doubt, I doubt you're going to survive That's that. why I'm like a little brown kid trying to do roofing. I'm like, no, I need to go to school. So then <laughs> yeah. I did. But the point is, I would never look at one of my tios and be like, tio, that's not the way you cut a tile. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would never do because because I'm thinking my Theo knows better than me because that's what he fucking does. Right. And so what pisses me off <laughs> is people that hear doctors telling you you should get vaccinated and they're like, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to YouTube and do my own research. It's like 
Okay, so then when you get hurt, are you going to go to fucking YouTube? Are you going to ask Trump whenever you have a broken leg? Or are you going to go to a fucking doctor? <laughs> this is the you main know? issue. But why, why, why do I feel like I, I just started a new... <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. That wasn't my intention. But, but I mean, you're right. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people who... like the, the experts already say you should do this, but they're not really following because... Yeah. And it what, what really is, I think, the bad thing about it is like when they get sick, that's when they realize that I should I should have listened, yeah. and that's like the the sad part because I for one is like a a, a COVID survivor. Just letting I'm I'm negative now, guys. Okay, just letting you know. But when when I got sick, because I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go out and do my thing, and then I tested positive, and that was like during the start of this pandemic shit. It's like nobody knows about COVID yet. Like everybody's like still right. researching and coming up with new information, and that was scary. The the first thing in my head, I was like, oh my god, in two weeks I might die. <laughs> what did I do wrong? Why did I not listen? You know, and and so I got vaccinated and do, did the booster and everything because it's not only for me too; it's also for the people around me. Like my my dad has cancer, so I had to make sure that he is safe. I, my mom is like has a pulmonary issue, so I also have to make sure that she is safe. So it's just not only for me that I did the vaccine, but all the people around me that I hang out with. Well, know? and I just want to see people that don't take the vaccine. Well, then don't wear condoms then. You know, <laughs> then don't do other shit that the doctors tell you to do too. Like, why why do you decide to follow some things that the doctor tell you and don't follow the rest? And for those people that don't take the vaccine, one of the things that I'm looking forward in 2020, I'm sorry it's not on the list, Lisa, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to just stop babysitting these people. It is not my fucking job to go tell everybody why they should get vaccinated. You don't want to get vaccinated. You want to get sick? Go ahead and get sick. Go ahead and die if you want to be an idiot. Like, do it. But we also have to consider the healthcare workers too. It's, and it's, that's it's, what that's yeah. what that's the important thing. Yeah, because uh, I I feel like they deserve rest. They deserve peace of mind as yeah. well because they also have families that they need to protect. So when you see those nurses, those doctors, those CNAs, those caregivers who go to the hospital and deal with these people, yeah. it's kind of scary for them too. So that's one of those things I'm looking forward to that people would realize how much pressure they're putting on our, our, our medical uh, providers. And we're talking about uplifting stories, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, are we now? He's a healthcare but, worker. Um, so he has some positive news. But, but really, really quick before that though, like I, I get it. Like I 100% agree with both of you. Um, but I also want to make sure that you guys know, like respect somebody else's decision, not to like, not those crazy ones, you know, Karen's acting a, a fool out there, but you know, at the end of the day, it is a personal choice, right? Yep. Uh, I was hesitant. I was uh, like, I wanted to wait, like, okay, let people take their shot. <laughs> Let's see how they react. I was cautious. Albert was cautious. When the uh, kids one comes out, I'm going to be cautious. I'm going to wait a little bit. And then, you know, but the, the choice is I am going to get my kids vaccinated. But I always approach everything with caution. Yeah. yeah. So, but there needs to be a, t a, t a time when, as a society, we say, "Okay, you all are not ready. Go ahead." But you know what? If you want to fly, you're gonna have to prove that you're vaccinated. Yeah. Just like your oh, kids no, have yeah. to prove they have to go to school. Yes. So it's okay. Don't take the vaccine, but you're not gonna be able to come to a concert. Yeah. So you want to live your life in the middle of nowhere because nobody's gonna let you in because you refuse to get the vaccine. Vaccine. I respect your decision. But as a society, we shouldn't be like babysitting. No, yeah. And we shouldn't be like just right. worrying about okay, create now the it. laws. And if they want to follow them, great. And if they don't, then go ahead and live somewhere where you yeah. don't need a vaccine. 
Sorry, Anthony, I mean to interrupt. Hey, go, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. Anthony, make this positive right now. Make this positive. Well, it's kind of hard to follow all of that. <laughs> but um, as far as like having firsthand experience with working in the pharmacy and doing externship at a clinic, um, I am glad to see that there are a lot of people who are choosing the vaccine, mm-hmm. be it that some of them are Karens, but at least she's getting the vaccine. Right. But um, I think what makes people afraid is um misinformation so like i would um i can remember like many accounts where people in the pharmacy or just people in the clinic come to me with outrageous claims about vax the vaccine or vaccines in general like someone had claimed that it was eating red blood cells and as far as i know i i have no idea if that's true or not but you know, we're in the age of information, but it's also like disinformation, yeah. misinformation, mm-hmm. yeah, you know? Yeah, misinformation's big. I mean, I'm just, it's just crazy, you know, this whole decision of getting vaccinated has become so political. It's like, it reminds me back when 2016, when everyone was making a big deal about voting and mm-hmm. voting rights. And but like, it was a political statement if you said that you're not going to vote. Yeah. So it reminds me of those times, but... Even back then and now, I I see people wanting to be part of the positive change. But mm-hmm. it, it's like it's like how you say you have to respect their decision. Like it's just I feel a lot of misinformation is what's keeping people from feeling comfortable with change. Right. With I feel I, I agree with the community Anthony. and um, for healthcare workers like as me going into the medical field with this new pandemic, you know. If anything, it makes me excited because I want to help people be on front lines, I guess you can say. But it's right. also... Wait, time out. And, and you have the good news he was going to share. So share the good news. Well, wow. it, it just goes into to that because like, well, my uplifting moment is like finally being on, on Xter. And I'll finish like um, my externship uh, pretty in the very beginning of the year. And they offered me a job at the clinic. Yay! Yay! And it was cool because, like, I don't want to brag, but they offered me three I days in. Brag, but, <laughs> After three uh, days, they offered me a job, no. but that, that's not the point. Yes, but um, the Anthony. point is, it's um, even like the patients we get, it's, everyone is just afraid or like they just can't trust professionals. And yeah. I think it's because of the political climate um, has a lot to do with it. Yep. My uh, Somebody but, that I recently hired came from the medical field. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're like willingly going into the medical field during the time where a lot of people are living because yeah. they're tired of putting up with this BS of people not taking care of themselves and they're tired. Healthcare workers mm-hmm. are tired. And you're just like, let's jump in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that that is to me, like I respect that. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, um, it's just a lot to deal with. Like everyone has a lot to think about. Yeah. Yep. Really does. Uh, I yeah. believe that was was that our last one? I want to make Uplifting sure. moment of two or you know, things we're looking forward to? Yeah, yeah things, things we're, we're looking, looking forward, forward to. to. Okay. I lost track of where we are after this. Well, I'm looking show. forward to getting hired. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Actually, I do have one more. Well, besides the World Cup because I'm, I'm excited for that coming next year. Um, but I knew that was only going to be me out of these, this panel. Sorry, so, I'm I so know. Into that, but I'm the only girl here. No. I, I, I will support <laughs> you for sure. But thank you, thank you. Uh, no, I thought this was very cool. I had no idea, but it's super, super important. As soon as I find it, 
Um, but long story short, the uh, suicide hotline will become more accessible. Oh. Um, so the FCC passed um, a rule of law where next year, and I would think that's like by July, all phone companies um, have to have uh, accessibility, not only like uh, via phone call, mm-hmm. which is 988, I believe, uh, but via text for, you know, teenagers or uh uh people with disabilities um but i thought that was amazing um uh, did anybody hear that i know I, I have not really well i guess i was not the only one <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean when you come to think of it like why not have it's like a 911 right if you but are in an emergency as known as uh-huh. 911 like why is it well known like 911 no no but i mean why didn't we have one before cuz i mean there is like a suicide or you know suicide prevention hotline there's um i'm sure all kinds of like but can do you know the phone number like off no. the <laughs> no right i don't like why I, don't the, we have three digits that we instead of like a 1-800 yeah make it easy make yeah, it easy for me not make to it myself, accessible right? um yeah. But yeah, oh, that's yeah. what it is. We have to make it easier. People are already having a hard time, and then now they have to dial one eight hundred. Yeah, like just make it a three digit number and make it easy. Well, it's just not crazy. only easy, accessible, but uh, it's like everybody calls nine one one, right? So nine eight eight. It's like it's gonna be more uh, like acceptable in a way. Yeah. You know, there's no uh, uh, yeah. stigma that comes behind it because it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's out there. It's it's a general phone number. Oh, what what was on the phone number again? Nine eight eight. Right. You know yep, exactly. Boy, and doing you now more than ever. I yeah. mean, COVID has really messed up with people's heads. All this, all this pandemic and all this like depression and anxiety happening in the in here in the states. I mean, we we should have that kind of number. Yeah, but it's also like the way, like for example, with healthcare workers, how even in that in, in that situation where it can be depressing, all the COVID cases like healthcare workers still found a way to make people's lives special. They, I remember reading the stories of healthcare workers that helped an individual uh, that was about to pass away. His last uh, wish was to walk his daughter down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And so they like teamed up to make this possible for him in a safe way. Healthcare workers that go above and beyond to make sure that people, in, in, especially when even now are, are being quarantined under COVID, uh, when they pass away, that they can have you know a facebook or a facetime or a video conference call with their loved ones and there's there's nobody at the hospital guys hired specifically to to make these moments happen it's healthcare workers that have taken it up themselves and saying i want to go above and beyond of just providing this care to an individual and providing something that's meaningful and so we've found a way and through the no no um by nothing by nothing group um we found a way even in this tough times to create community in a way that I think that before either we didn't do it as much or we just didn't appreciate it as much. So I wanted to end up the segment with a big shout out. And this is just me personal, um, the MFAW neighborhood group in Tempe, because uh, they actually uh, reminded me of the story with uh, the Thanksgiving text um, and finish it off with some uplifting news in Tempe, for example. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reopening of Taste of Tops, uh, Tempe Pete's will know this, and then um, the big cleanup with the Palo Verde uh, Lounge. Uh, so uh, Leah, that was here, actually 
uh, among others in the community. It's just, uh, again, there's so many people, great people in Tempe, by the way. You should move to Tempe. Anyways, no, but they like, they organized, uh, there's donations to prevent from this business from like shutting down during COVID, like, you know, um, helping with donations, renovating the place. I mean, it's just people just came through. So big shout out to everybody, MFAW group and Tempe neighborhood. Ah, yes. Oh, wow. So, okay, another <laughs> shot. Okay. Are we going to end it? We're going to end, <laughs> end the year. With shot. Yes, we're going to end the year oh, with a shot of. Barely. There's no more. There's no more. Yep. There's enough for me and, and uh, Francis, though. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you already got your like, big shots. By all means. Shot. Right. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Half kidding. No, oh, this could be you, Tequila Company, that are out there that would like to sponsor us. That's not even a shot. I will not drink it. Just drink it. Well, guys, I want to say thank you as well because here we are, um, going into a new year, and we're just like four random people, friends that wanted to like. (laughs) For random people. talk and have people look at us yep. and so i mean that's a new that's a definitely that's a new way for goal. me to start the year i'm all yes. about the uplift i'm the uplift that's, yep. this podcast apparently i'm just the one that's pissed off all the time to being and to uplift our community guys to thank you for watching yes, again thank you all right bye everyone nos vemos en el próximo episodio de arizona Uplift. Happy Azul. New Year and Feliz Año Nuevo. Feliz a todos. Año nuevo. Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> oh, I don't know.